Well, hey there, beautiful. Today I am going to be walking you through an experience that I had that was actually a huge blessing in disguise, but unfortunately I didn't see it until it was too late. And I want to make sure that you don't make the same mistake. So let's do this. Hey there, beautiful, and welcome to the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Do you have a big dream? A desire that you're certain God has placed in your heart? Do you see others who are crushing it in their business and their life, yet nothing seems to be working out for you? Do you have a deep desire for God to use your life and your business to impact the kingdom for his glory, yet you can't seem to figure out why you keep doing the things you don't want to do and you don't do the things that you really do want to do? Do you feel like God is nudging you to make a difference with your life, yet you sit and stew in doubt, fear, and unbelief, afraid to take that first step, feeling that if you just take one more course, read one more book, or attend one more seminar, then you'll be ready? If we haven't met yet, I'm Betsy, daughter of the king, wife, mom, BB, serial entrepreneur, and certified neuroscience life coach. And I get where you are because I was totally there for years, actually. The inner conflict tore me apart and totally wrecked my health. I knew I needed help, but I had no idea where to start. Then God showed me the way, and now my mission in life is helping kingdom women uncover the blocks that are keeping them from their calling, create wild success in their business in every area of their life, so they can truly impact the world for God's glory, utilizing a whole lot of tough love, biblical strategies, and brain science to help you master your mindset and heal your soul. So you can totally squash doubt, fear, procrastination, and overwhelm, and rewire your brain to work for you instead of against you. My friend, it's time to ignite, because the world needs you now more than ever to become her, so you can do what God's calling you to do. So let's get started. Oh, and make sure you grab your journal, because you're going to want to take notes. Hey, hey, beautiful, and thanks so much for joining me for another episode. I'm curious, have you ever had a difficult circumstance in your life that was maybe kind of ongoing and you couldn't see the blessing in it because you kept focusing on the difficulty? Well, today I am going to talk to you about something that's very near and dear to my heart, an experience that I had that I believe is going to be very helpful for you as well. And I'm gonna need to give you a quick backstory in the beginning for those of you who don't really know my story or her, or those of you that are new here. Um, I, seven years ago, I had the very, very great privilege of rescuing two Rottweilers that were extremely abused. I love dogs. I've had dogs all my life and um, I think rescues are amazing. And these guys came into my life at a very, very difficult time in my life. I had just lost my I guess what I want to call him, my soul dog, <laughs> um, Jakey. He was the best dog. He was actually a combination of all the good dogs I've ever had rolled up into one dog. And I had recently lost him to cancer and um, it, it just devastated me. He was only six years old. It came on very fast 
and he went very fast and there wasn't a lot that we could do because of the of the type of cancer that it was and so we opted to not do anything because you know they said that really nothing was going to help him and we didn't want to put him through a bunch of things that were just going to make him sicker for the little bit of time that he had left um but anyway like i said it was something that really devastated me and you know i guess a couple of weeks later i got a um a message from a friend of mine that had seen these two rottweilers because i i had actually had rottweilers for years and um she you know said hey they were at the um, shelter and they had all these things going on and you should take a look at them and you know of course immediately I said no it's not gonna happen I'm not gonna do it and um, <laughs> found myself you know going back to their pictures and looking at them and praying and I just I don't know there was something in me that said I have to do it I have to do it because if I don't nobody else will and so my daughter and I went out to the shelter and we managed to <laughs> make our way into the, the medical part. That's where they had them. And we took a look at them and I was immediately like, oh my gosh, they're so broken. I, I don't know that I can, can even help them. You know, it was, it was a, it was a very difficult experience for me. And so, you know, we actually asked about what the process would be and, you know, I told him that I had to think about it and I came home and I did and I prayed and I thought about it a lot and um, the only other option that they had was there was a guy from a Rottweiler rescue that was looking at him and he was the only other alternative um, before they were more than likely going to have to be put down and in my heart I just knew that I couldn't let that happen because I, I felt so strongly after meeting them that if they went to a rescue that if somebody did adopt them and they they didn't get the right person that they would end up in and out of that rescue and maybe even being put down and I just couldn't let that happen so I ended up adopting them and they were a mess they um, had, had every parasite known to man the female had um, heartworms they were afraid of everything. They have lived outside for two years. Um, I, th I think they, you know, I, I know that they were bred and bred with each other. Um, they were skinny. I mean, they were like, the male was like 60 pounds and, and the female was, you know, probably 55 pounds or whatever. And they were two years old, so they should have been, you know, at least in their 80s or 90s. And they just had everything going wrong for them that could possibly happen. And I just kept looking at them going, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And for whatever reason, these dogs bonded with me and nobody else. Now, I know that I was their, you know, primary caregiver and that's what dogs typically do, but... I don't know, I think there was just something in me that could could understand the brokenness in them because I had been there. I had been so broken at one point in my life and I could empathize with them and they were drawn to that in me. Of course, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't know this for a fact, but I just, I don't know, I just feel like that's what it was. But anyway, um, the male ended up 
getting cancer last year and we had to put him down and um, his name was Rocky I called him Rockstar and it totally devastated me I mean these dogs had you know lived in my house for for six years it was a very very difficult road we had to hire behavioral therapists to even get them to the point where I could take them from a, for a walk because they didn't understand anything they'd been outside they lived in the rain they you know just they had no one loved them they'd been beaten um, and so here I was you know taking care of these these dogs and it, it had been a very very difficult road and all of a sudden Rocky gets cancer and I just I started looking at him through a through a whole different lens of all the things that I should have done and I could have done and I would have done if I had just understood him more you know all those things that that we do to ourselves the the should of the would as the could is that they really don't get us anywhere but when he got sick it was devastating for me because he was only seven and we had formed this bond that was just incredible i was the only person on the planet that he trusted and i didn't take that lightly so today i am going to talk to you about the five struggles that rocky had in common with so many clients um so many women in general and for sure me before i learned how to train my brain for success so i really encourage you to stick around because i believe at least one of these is going to hit home with you as well so number one is to stop looking back you know there are so many things that i could say about this but i'm going to try to keep my elaborations as brief as possible like I said when I got them they had suffered so much abuse a lot of it I could see physically and a lot of it I could see in their eyes I took them for walks early in the morning when it was dark and nobody else was around because they still had so much fear of people and the female Kara was just not fond of other dogs I, I think she's got scars on her nose and I think that maybe they had you know had her fight or whatever I don't know but she had a, a lot of scars on her nose and every time that we would walk even up until the very last walk that I was able to take Rocky on he was always looking back over his shoulder which just was the weirdest thing for me every walk that we ever took he would turn around as we were walking like the whole time we were walking and look back over his shoulder as if there was something behind him that he should be afraid of guys everything that God has for you is ahead of you and if you continue to look back you are gonna miss everything that he wants to do in your life it says in Isaiah 43 19 that God is doing a new thing he wants to give you beauty for your ashes but he can't do it if you're still smoldering in the ashes so you've got to let go and let God and get out of the past and start moving forward and number two is that fear doesn't stop death it stops 
life. Rocky lived a vast majority of the six years that he was here laying behind the recliner in my bedroom because he was so afraid of things. If someone would walk through the front door, he would go run to the back and hide behind the chair. And that's where he spent most of his time during the day. And after six years, he was still afraid of my daughters and their families, even though they visited all the time. And the saddest part was that he never got over his fear of my husband, who never raised a voice to him, never lifted a finger to him. It says in Job 3.25, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And this, friends, is the absolute truth. What you focus on with feeling and emotion will show up in your life, whether it's good or bad, right or wrong, and whether you want it or not. Where your attention goes, energy flows. So be careful what you're afraid of because it's gonna show up whether you want it or not. And number three, don't base your your worth and value on the one or the ones who couldn't see it. Rocky had so many people in my family, outsiders, visitors, that wanted to shower him with love. But he chose to live most of his life behind a chair because he couldn't get past the one who abused him to open himself up to be loved by new people. Friend, you are so valuable and you are especially valuable to God. And if people don't see your value, that's on them not you. The enemy is after your identity. And if he can steal that, he can steal your inheritance and your destiny. So please make sure you're basing your identity on who God says you are and not on other people. And number four, tell people that you love them a lot. Love hard, love deeply. Focus on their good and not their bad. Because if you keep focusing on the bad, that's all you're ever going to see. And you may just end up missing out on a beautiful relationship with that plank stuck in your eye. Live in the moment because you never know how many moments you're going to have with them. Rocky's illness and death happened so fast it totally rocked my world. But every single day that he was here, Rocky knew that I loved him. Please make sure that you're taking time for the important people in your life. And number five is that no matter how many people have let you down in the past, At some point, you have to let go and learn to trust again. I don't know that everything that Rocky went through, except for the things that I could see physically and the things that I could see in his eyes. But for whatever reason, he chose to trust me completely. He didn't trust anyone else. But when he looked in my eyes, I literally felt that I could see clear into his precious broken little soul. I will never forget the way that he looked at me and the way that he trusted me, even up until his very last breath. He looked in my eyes as if it was like he knew that I was setting him free from all the pain and all the suffering and that he would never hurt again. So no matter how many times people have let you down, you have to allow yourself to trust that God loves you and that he has a good plan for you and to be willing to let go of what's in your hand so that he can give you what's in in his. Because I can assure you, 
it will be way better than what you are clinging so desperately to. So guys, I hope this was helpful for you. And I really appreciate you letting me share my beautiful experience with Rocky. You know, all of our experiences from birth until now are wired into our subconscious mind. And it's the hurts, the pains, the doubts, the fears that we keep returning to because our brains are wired to keep us safe. And even though all those things are painful, they're comfortable. What God has for us is so much better, but we forego it so often because it requires faith and faith is scary. It took me a long, long time to dig out of the programming that was running on autopilot in my brain and it was hard, hard work. But it was the best work I've ever done because it set me free from me. You see, you, my friend, are the only one that's holding you hostage from the beautiful destiny that God created you for. And the really sad part about that is that while you're holding yourself hostage because of your programming and your automations, you're also holding all the lives that you have been created to impact hostage. I can help you. Today, I am offering a totally free excavation call where I will show you your brain and the automations that have become your identity that are holding your hostage and help you to understand how you can rewire them so that you can break free to become the person that God created you to be and impact the lives that he's called you to impact. This call is completely free to the first five people that reach out to me in Messenger and raise your hand and say, yes, yes, please, this is me. I need help. I don't want to stay here anymore. I'm tired of being stuck. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Please don't miss out because I can assure you it will be the best 15 minutes of your life. The first five people that catch me over in the DMs on Instagram at Betsy Crony or shoot me an email, ignitehersoul at gmail.com. I will set you up with a call that I promise you will be the best 15 minutes of your life. And that wraps up another episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. My mission is to help you eliminate any and all mindset blocks and soul wounds that are standing in your way so that you can confidently and courageously step into the call of God for your life and set the world on fire for his glory. I really hope you loved today's episode and that it challenged you or blessed you in some way. If so, please share this with a friend you think might benefit. And I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. That way I know you're liking the show. I'm so grateful for you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me in the DMs over on Instagram at Betsy Crony or shoot me an email at ignitehersoul at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day and God bless.